Welcome to the Get With It podcast. I will be your host, Elizabeth. This podcast will focus on the decline of women in technology and how our grassroots organization works with the community to foster relationships and reducing the gap of women in tech. We will be talking with both men and women on how to continue to move the needle forward on those relationships. For more information, please check us out at getwitit.org. Hello, and welcome to another edition of Get What a Podcast. Today I have, and you're going to have to say your last name, but Yulia Mamonov. <laughs> there we go. Everybody, girl, everybody that listens knows I would never have got that right. So, yeah, <laughs> but I you. love Yulia. That's super pretty. Um, so what's fun here and very, very interesting is Yulia is in the Ukraine. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, I was born and raised in Ukraine and all of my family is there, but I'm currently in Israel. Um, so, yeah. I'm a Ukrainian who is currently located in Israel, well, because of all the reasons everybody knows about. Yeah. All right. All right. So, um, what? This is just for me, but what's the time difference there? Like, what time um, is it there? The twelve hours right now. Uh, I'm not sure. It's like nine p.m. for me right now here. It's like Jerusalem time and uh, Kiev time, like in Ukraine, are the same. Oh. But with you, I think it's like twelve hours difference, or maybe so. 10. It's nine p.m. there. Yes, it is nine p.m. It's two p.m. here, so about seven hours. Oh, it's not so bad. Okay. Yep. Yeah, seven hours. I'm. I. Uh, we do daylight savings. I don't know why, but um, <laughs> we do this stupid thing called daylight saving and I think that's why it's like seven hours because I think at some parts of the year it's eight maybe or nine and so yeah so yeah we do seven seven like time savings here too both in Jerusalem and in uh, Kiev so I think I understand your pain (laughs) yeah it's awful your body's like what is going on here but yeah so okay your kids are like what (laughs) (laughs) whatever mom not doing that that's right kids are like "Mm, mm, no so yeah (laughs) it's never (laughs) yeah I haven't figured out why we do that but um all right so let's get going on the dirt we want all the dirt (laughs) on what Yulia does for a living and your background so let's start with your background because you're um born and raised in Ukraine and then you said you have moved away to Israel because of the war so were you in Ukraine up until the war started uh, I moved a bit earlier before that well the war started in 2014 actually it's not um it didn't start in 2022 it's just that um it wasn't on the first pages so people just forgot about it, which is understandable. Everybody has a lot on their plates. But, uh, Russia has attacked us in 2014, and uh, they occupied some of the uh, Eastern Europe, like Eastern Europe, Ukrainian territories. And they are still under uh, the Russian regime. And they have uh, created these fake um, names for those territories. And uh, they also um, like annexed um, the Crimea. And um, so that all happened in 2014. And so um, 
it kind of felt like, you know, unsafe ever since then. And um, we moved to Israel um, after it started, um, like, in 2014. We moved to Israel in 2018 because, uh, well, first, my husband uh, has Jewish roots, and he always wanted to live, you know, like, among his people. Um, I think it's a cultural thing. <laughs> um, and he is, like, super happy uh, being here because he feels like he's this part of this incredible community here. Um, but also because... Um, Despite the crazy things happening in Israel, too, you still feel safer here uh, because this country has been, you know, they have all the experience of being attacked and being, being under fire uh, for many years. So you kind of feel like they are prepared and Ukraine wasn't. And so um, to just keep our like, kids safe and um, to just feel safer, uh, we moved here. But um, all our, our families are in Ukraine. And uh, ever since it started, like the full-scale war started on February 24th, um, we've been, you know, like in touch with them. And then my father enlisted and he is now in the Ukraine, uh, Ukrainian Defense Forces. Um, so that's been very stressful because he, um, yeah, he volunteered um, to join the Ukrainian Armed Forces. And, uh, oh, my God. Yeah, so when the Russians attacked uh, the Kiev region, he was in Kiev region at that time, and he volunteered and he enlisted, and so he's been there ever since. Um, so they pushed them all back out of Kiev region, out of Chernigiv region, all, out of all those, you know, like northern parts. Um, but he's still there because um, they see a lot of, um, like, military equipment still being gathered um, on the border with Belarus. And so it's still kind of not safe there. So um, like his uh, his group is still there. Um, so it is like a bit less stressful. Um, but yeah, it's been it's been a lot. It feels like we've lived through a whole century in this, you know, like <laughs> um, like emotion wise and um, I don't know, experience wise in this three months of war. Um, and we've lived through so many things that I only read about in books because you just you just couldn't believe that something like this could have ha could happen in like 21st century. But yeah, it's been the reality for Ukrainians. And um, it'll be yeah, a decade in yeah. a few years. Two years it'll yes. be a decade. I had no idea. Yeah, yeah. You're right. Out of sight, out of mind. Like if it's not in the forefront of the news, yeah. none of us know about it. So, yeah. wow. All right. Well, before all that, mm -hmm. tell us about your background, how you got into, you do social media content, right? Uh, I do all things content. Um, all things content. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, not just social media, like everything comes my way. Yeah. Um, so I've been doing that for like seven years now, I think. It's 2022. Yes, seven years. Yeah, I couldn't believe it. Um, so it all started when I was like six years old or seven, actually. That's when I realized that I love writing uh, because I got a new baby brother and um, I spent a lot of time with him because my parents worked really hard. Um, it was like the few, like it was the beginning of Ukrainian independence. So it, like everybody struggled. So they had to work hard. And so I was spending a lot, like much time with my brother. And we read uh, through our whole home library in like, you know, a few months. <laughs> so I was like a lot of books. And I decided that I'm going to write my own book for my brother. And so I had this, I was like super religious about it. You know, like I, I wrote one 
like chapter a day and I read it to him. So that's when I realized that I love doing it. And even though back then it was just a book about some, you know, forest animals in the school they had, uh, I just, that dream, it always like, it stuck. And I always wanted to pursue that. So um, after I um, graduated from the university uh, with the German linguistics in my pocket, <laughs> with the diploma in my pocket, I, I knew that I wanted to pursue writing and so I was looking for different ways how I could, you know, like find um, where I could um, utilize my talent, where I could be uh, helpful with it and where is the need for it. And that's when I came across uh, content writing um, and I started writing like as a freelancer for different companies. And um, it just, uh, I just loved the experience. And um, yeah, I, I remember I wrote news uh, pieces and I wrote some um, articles about cosmetics and, you know, like makeup and everything, even though it's not really my thing, but it was an experience and I was really happy about it. And then I switched to like, I realized that that's not deep enough for me. So I moved from just writing to content marketing where I started building funnels and like, you know, like following and tracking all the results of all the content that I'm writing and creating. Um, and that felt so, so incredible. I felt so much power. <laughs> um, and then uh, after that, I tried doing like all things digital, like marketing. And I realized that, um, it's just not my piece of cake. And so um, like a year, about a year ago, I scaled back to content. So now I'm head of content at this uh, uh, amazing company called Lemon.io. And um, yeah, I'm loving every minute of it because it's just content. And uh, this is what I'm really passionate about. And I get to, and I'm being paid for it. Can you believe that? <laughs> it's like the best part. It's the best part. <laughs> Getting paid yes. for something you love to do. Yeah. So, yeah. So, have you, so Lemon IO, where are they based yeah. out of? Uh, they're, it's a Ukrainian company and uh, they are focusing on like connecting um, Eastern European developers, uh, middle and senior developers only, uh, with um, American startups. Uh, they're looking for um, affordable workforce to build their product and so we are uh, checking both clients and our developers uh, to ensure that uh, both of their like uh, needs are met um, and um, yeah and we just match them we have and we make that magic happen <laughs> yeah that's fantastic so when you say you do the content writing like what mm -hmm. what like more examples of is that like on the marketing side you're providing that marketing content or mm -hmm. is it on the technical side uh, well I do all of it uh it's like <laughs> <laughs> I do it all come on <laughs> yeah so I basically uh, I'm in charge of like creating all this content for our developers um like um from the moment they first see us no 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 before that, from the moment they first realized, oh, there is freelancing, maybe I should try that. And so uh, I'm there to like 
you know, walk them through all the pains and all the fears they might have and how um, freelancing is all, isn't all that scary. And, you know, it's not about being ghosted and everything. So I walk them through to our company. Um, and on the client side, I'm also in charge of like be, building all these funnels and being there uh, like where, wherever our clients are looking for answers to their pains, I'm there with our content to just, you know, like, hey, hey, we know your pain. Like, come, come, we're here. Uh, we're here to help you uh, build this amazing product. And we have these incredible developers. And so this is like everything uh, from social media to, um, you know, newsletters, um, uh, publications on external uh, platforms, uh, PR activities, um, um, search engine optimized blog posts, all of that. It's like I'm running a team that is um, creating and developing all these types of content. Got it. And you're you're the boss. Uh, yeah, <laughs> you can say so. <laughs> yep, you can say it, girl. Say it. I am the boss. I yeah, am I am the boss. The boss. <laughs> I am the boss. So, yeah. how many people do you have on your team? Well, right now I have five people. Uh, but we are actively hiring because um, because we have to cover both the client side and the developer side. I have to hire more people to you know help us. That you know. <laughs> not gotcha. Do all that's of that a together. lot. Yeah, that's a lot. Mm -hmm. Wow. Okay. And we you... and we also have like a couple of um, external um, agencies helping us with like PR and um, SEO. Um, we actually have three. PR agencies uh, helping us, uh, you know, build like raise brand awareness and uh, build, you know, like some uh, PR strategies uh, to be present uh, where our audience is. And uh, we have an SEO agency also outside of our company uh, and they're incredible and they are helping us build um, like and optimize all of our content. And the rest of the team is like in-house and uh, yeah, it's gotcha. a managing. Mm -hmm. Okay, so you're all remote though, right? Yes, and that's the best part. Um, I was looking, since I'm a homeschooling mom, um, and it was like my- Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Time out. <laughs> what? And you homeschool? Yeah, yes. Um, I'm homeschooling uh, my son. He's four. And um, it was like our decision for our family that um, it is best for him. Uh, because of the way he is um, to homeschool him and um, so I was looking for a job that would be open to this um, flexible hours um, that would be remote first and um, um, that would be like really inclusive for working moms and so um, I had a deal with the um, with my previous company um, that they would give me all of those benefits. And so uh, because I had four offers on the table, I was um, like, I asked these questions, you know, like all these companies asked all these questions and uh, one of the companies agreed to all these terms. And so I decided to work with them. And then when I moved to Lemon IO, I was also like super picky because uh, as a working mom, I just, I just knew that I can't, you know, it's not something I can compromise on. So I was asking if they would be able to like give me like uh, flexible hours uh, remote only job and um and they agree because the whole team is working remotely um and has been ever since the pandemic hit um so they moved from the office and they stopped renting an office so it was like yeah sure we're all working remotely so you can do that and so for me it was very important and uh yeah I'm homeschooling <laughs> oh my goodness and so you just have the one that's four 
Um, yeah, the one child one. that's four years old. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So, wow, that's a big handful. Yeah, this. <laughs> but I love it. And it's, um, you know what I've realized that even though sometimes it feels, um, I feel overwhelmed because, you know, I have a lot on my plate, but I also realized that having responsibilities, both as a mom and as a boss, um, I just learned how to be super organized, you know, like I know my priorities and I know if I didn't do it now, I wouldn't have time or like, you know, there would be no other time for me to do this. So it gives me like very strict and very <laughs> religious, <laughs> uh, you know, about my priorities and about my um, responsibilities. And um, yeah, it, it helped me learn how to say no to a lot of things, but it also um, puts a lot of pressure on me as a perfectionist. <laughs> oh. <it's> like, yeah, <laughs> nothing is perfect. And um, you just have nothing to deal with that. Perfect. No, and you just have to accept it. And so that's what I'm learning that's, to do. That's right. You have to accept being not perfect. So um, you said something that was really, really key. And I would love for um, the people who are listening, your advice on this, you know, the um, or maybe some guidelines. Um, when you were negotiating, you said you had four offers on the table. You clearly knew what you wanted, right? I want to be able mm-hmm. to be remote, flexible hours, you know, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. that kind of thing. So how did you present that when you were negotiating these things? Because as moms, working moms, and mm-hmm. um, women in general, we don't always um, consider ourselves worthy enough to to ask for things when mm-hmm. we're negotiating a job, because we're like, oh, I'm just, you know, I'm happy to be getting the job. But we need to be more, use our voice more to be like, mm-hmm. I got to be flexible or mm-hmm. I got to, you know, be able to take 11 to two off every day, but I'll work, you know, on the other mm-hmm. opposite sides or whatever it may be. So how did you kind of put, when you're negotiating or talking to a new, how did you mm-hmm. do that? I don't know. I think I was just really bold or maybe I was just really naive. I, I think it was one of those things, but I just came there and I was like, well, you know what? Here is the deal. <laughs> uh, just take it or leave it. Um, but I just knew that um, it isn't something that I have to ask for. It's just that um, we have to normalize being a parent and uh, like having certain needs and being a parent doesn't make me less of uh, like, you know, it doesn't, um, it doesn't make me less worthy of uh, having a like great job. Um, it makes me even more so. Um, like it, it makes me even more valuable because I I can do so many things all at once, and I'm perfect at multitasking. I'm just I'm, I'm you know it's like <laughs> I feel like I have a degree in multitasking. I I, oh, I can they, yeah. <laughs> I think all moms do right. <laughs> No, right. And something that we have to talk more about and we have to bring that up. And so I think I keep I just I was just really bold about it. And I felt like I was back then I was a pioneer because nobody told it was it wasn't like on the table. It was before the pandemic. Um, I think just having four offers uh, made me realize that, well, you know what, if not this company, that some other is probably going to agree uh, because the market isn't, um, you know, it's not you didn't have that many uh, good specialists out there. 
and uh, you have to really appreciate <laughs> uh, the opportunity to find one. And um, you have to be, as an employer, you have to be able uh, to negotiate and to um, reconsider your priorities. So it's either you have uh, this uh, great employee, great employee, great team player um, on these terms, or you just agree for something mediocre. Um, but this person will just come to the office every day. So it's like, you know, you have to um, be able to be very brave and talk about it and not feel shy. Um, and I think a lot of moms are feeling shy, you know, like talking about it. It's just that we still feel uncomfortable asking for things. And I believe we're not even supposed to ask. There's, we're, you know, we should be able, we should be given those things because, yeah, it's not like we're, it's not a disease or something. You know, like having a kid is not a disease. It's like, <laughs> no, so, it's not. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, and it's yeah. different though for women versus men. Like if yeah, a man has a family, it's, you know, it's okay. Mm-hmm. But for women, it's, you know, yeah, you have unfortunately. most, yeah, like you, you have other obligations. So they feel, you know, I think women, we sell ourselves short. Yes, absolutely. And so when I had, and um, just having been in that position helped me uh, when I had an opening in my team and I was looking for a content writer. I, I went looking for a working mom to fill this position. Um, you know, like to, I, was, I was willing to hire a working mom because I know what it feels like to be out there and to be, you know, to be a mother uh, with a kid at home. Um, I know the demands and I know the struggles. And um, so I was looking and I found this uh, amazing, um, amazing content writer. Uh, she's right now working with me and I couldn't be happier. It's like we're having one-on-ones, uh, like, you know, we have one-on-one meetings every week. And so we usually come with our boys and it's like, it's fun, you know, <laughs> I know her struggles, uh, but I also see that um, because she's grateful and um, because she's like happy to have this job and um, uh, she really appreciates it and she gives it like 150%. So it's like it really pays off to, you know, for me as a working mom to be kind and uh, like, you know, welcoming to other working moms to join my That's team. That's right. That's really cute. You could have like a play day over Zoom. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm being paid <laughs> for that time. Can you and you're that? getting paid. Yeah. <laughs> Even better. I mean. <laughs> Amazing. Yeah. There's always positives to everything, right? <laughs> <laughs> That's so fun. Oh my gosh. You're like, hey, let's have a play date and we'll talk a little content media, like structure, whatever. And and we'll yeah. take care of two things at once. That's so fun. Exactly. Yeah. So um okay, outside of work. Yeah. And outside of being a teacher. <laughs> homeschool, yeah. mom. Uh what do you guys do for fun there? Like um you got a little one so you got to entertain that right Mm -hmm. that's tough yeah uh no it's not really uh because I learned how to juggle you know (laughs) um so because my my son is like super active we have to get outside a lot so I learned uh how to do work uh while on the playground you know (laughs) so uh I have this task that I do from my phone um if they don't require like you know like editing or something um I can just be on my phone and like um do all the communications and um 
planning or something uh, from a playground while I'm, you know, pushing him on a swing or something. Um, so, um, yeah, I do a lot of that. But outside of work, um, we just love going to national parks. And it's fun here in Israel because, um, you know, like every square meter here is a national park. <laughs> it's like this uh, place. So, you know, historically rich that uh, we have a lot of uh, places to visit and we have this um, annual membership card and so we do that we have a lot of science um, museums here and um, you know as the homeschoolers we just we go for it we go for all of it <laughs> so you can wrap that up in to I mean, right? this, yeah you, all that yeah educational content right walking through the exactly. national forest looking at the trees bugs leaves exactly oh, exactly see. Yeah. And then um, we also have our community. Um, so we meet with them every week. Um, it was also really funny because um, back in Ukraine, we used to um, go to our congregation every Sunday, but here it's on Friday evening. So that took a little getting used to. But yeah, so we meet with our congregation every week. And um, um, and we travel a lot outside of Israel too, because um, since we chose homeschooling also because we just love the freedom. And so to, you know, pack our things and go for a month uh, to the UK and like enjoy the cliffs and, you know, it's like in the south, southwestern part. <laughs> um, we did that before the war and um, that was beautiful. And um, we plan on going to Spain this uh, September. So uh, we do a lot of you know, like, um, oh, not, I don't know how to, like, we do a lot of traveling. So we just pack our things and we go to different places to, um, to dive in a new culture, to mm -hmm. probably learn a phrase or two in a new language and um, to encourage Jeremy, my son, to, like, learn and uh, experience new things, new food, new people. Um, it just helps us um, bring him up as a um is this, um, you know, like open-minded and open-hearted personality? Yeah, so that's that. awesome. And, yeah. Now, have you been home since you moved to Israel? Yes, every year, once or twice, we go to Ukraine. Uh, first, we went there skiing, <laughs> and um, we usually go skiing or snowboarding uh, in the Carpathians. It's in the west, and um, it's beautiful there. We just love the mountains, and uh, we go there to ski and to meet our family, and also to get some alone time uh, because there always, you know, there is always someone watching the kid because they miss him greatly, and there is right. you know, that. <laughs> <laughs> Once a year, I get some alone time to just have that coffee while it's still hot. Um, yeah, and then uh, we went, you know, for like family occasions or uh, hiking, which we love. And um, Ukraine has a lot of hiking uh, spots. Um, yeah, so every year, not this. Wow, year. <laughs> you're not going back this year. Uh, well, it's not safe right now, and uh, we're, we want to wait. Uh, we're not sure. Well, because um, we had uh, air um, sirens. Uh, I'm not sure what the word is in English, but uh, we had that in uh, May last year in Israel. And I remember Jeremy uh, was shaken for three days straight because we had 4,000 missiles uh, fired at Israel um, in the course of 11 days. And so that was like a very traumatic experience for him. And so going back there, when Ukrainians hear that 
every day um a couple of for a couple of days or for you know like every day right. a couple of times for several hours and I'm just not sure that uh, Jeremy um is ready to experience that and I feel horrible for all the Ukrainians and especially kids that have to go through that experience right now because of you know some people are being very cruel um so yeah maybe we'll wait Gotcha. Gotcha. Now, can your, can your family come and visit you? Um, not, uh, not men because uh, they can't leave the country. Um, uh, because uh, when the war started, uh, they had this emergency state. And so um, men, even if they're not enlisted, um, they cannot leave the country. So uh, my mom can come and, um, my husband's mom can come, but um, the whole family can't. So they decided oh. to stay together in Ukraine. Gotcha, gotcha. Okay, okay. And you, and oh yeah, attacks on Israel. I wasn't even putting the two to t- together. Yeah, you're right. Um, you have that, but it's safer there. Well, it's it is safer, but it's um, we still had six people killed last year, and it was horrible. Considering that you know, like the whole. All Israel is like Kiev in size, you know, it's like, it's not that big, but six people in in 11 days, um, it's been very tragic. I remember crying over the six-year-old boy who was um, killed in his apartment by a rocket fired at his house. And so that was very stressful. And um, even though we have this Iron Dome and, uh, you know, that uh, system that, um, you know, protects the sky and that, you know, like eliminates these rockets fired at us. Um, it is still not, it's still a horrific experience to go through, you know, like hearing these alarms and um, uh-huh. just knowing that even though maybe it's not in your town, but somebody else is being fired at and it's very, it, in some cities were shelled constantly. And so that was very traumatic. Yeah, yeah. I can imagine. I can imagine. So um, for, you're writing the writing mm-hmm. content. Mm-hmm. Um, do you, when you're looking for people on your team, um, mm-hmm. do you, do you kind of, and you can be honest, do you yeah. kind of like <laughs> check out the, the moms first? Do you kind of? <laughs> oh yeah. Uh, well, that's kind of, yeah, there is truth to that. <laughs> there is truth to that. Um, yeah. I, I would say that I'm not checking them like moms first, but I, I'm given chances, chances uh, if I see that, uh, you know, it's a, this person is a young parent. Um, I'm not saying no right away. I'm, I'm more than happy to hear them, to meet, to talk, to see their test assignment. And it's like, I just love uh, seeing people that understand you. And I know that um, as parents, they're responsible and as working parents, they're like just superheroes. So um, yeah, I'm like really open to uh, giving them a chance. Um, but yeah, I'm also open to um, other people too. I don't want to be... <laughs> Like, I don't want to be biased, but I'm going to be just kidding. (laughs) (laughs) What is, yeah. Does your husband work at home too? Uh, Well, because the pandemic hit us hard and like Israelis, they stayed at home for like six months straight. Um, You know, like um, we had like different lockdowns, uh, like for two months, for 
month and a half. But altogether, it was like six days, six uh, months at home. Um, some companies became more flexible on like the remote um, situation, but um, not all. And um, right now, um, he also recently changed the job. So he agreed that he would work two days from home, three days from the office. Mm, uh, hybrid. But, yes. But then sometimes we also like ask that, uh, we want to go to like to the UK and like be there for like three weeks. Is that okay? He would work remotely and uh, they are like, you know, letting him go. So I would say it's like a hybrid situation. I don't think they would allow him to go um, remote only, but this is still okay. And it's working for us. Yeah. Gotcha. Okay. All right. Yeah. I was curious to see if um, a lot of people have lowered their, footprint right in the community as far as office buildings and whatnot so um looking at remote like here in the U.S. a lot of companies are now like I get more work out of people being remote than Mm -hmm. I did before because you don't have the you know you don't have the trip to the office and then everybody goes out for lunch (laughs) you go home and and there is coffee coffee breaks yes yeah you got to take coffee breaks and you got to walk the (laughs) <laughs> so walk around talk to everybody you know that kind of thing you don't yeah. have that um they don't so a lot here in the united states a lot of companies are like i'm getting more work from people because their kitchen is a minute away <laughs> yeah. and they're right back so um and there's nobody to stop and distract <laughs> them so exactly and they don't shy away from eating right at their laptop so there yep. is that you know <laughs> Yeah, like I eat lunch at my my desk and normally I'm working. And so, yeah, you get so um, I was just curious if that was the case everywhere. So but you have the luxury of being full time remote. So, yes. And I wouldn't trade it for the world. I just realized you shouldn't. (laughs) Yeah. I was just thinking that um, I was thinking, like, what would be the next step for me? And um, like, you know, not now, like somewhere in the future, sometime in the future. And I realized that um, like being fully remote is like really important to me. So I would be like saying no <laughs> to everybody offering me anything less than fully remote. Fully remote and flexible. Yes, exactly. Because I don't know how you do it without it. You know, it's like, uh, I, don't, I don't know how to work without these, this luxury. And also, to be honest, I feel like I work more now, more hours than I worked before. And it's crazy. I have this flexible hours. I can work like this eight hours that I'm supposed to do every every day. And I work nine mm-hmm. just because it's so comfortable. And it's like, I'm already home. I can just keep doing it. And I still, I love it, you know? So I feel like it's beneficial, not just for me. (laughs) So you mentioned in the future, do you have plans of, well, you're already the head of content at this company. Mm -hmm. So do you have like um, plans in the future? Mm -hmm. Are you, you're good at? (laughs) Yeah. Um, I love what I do right now. Um, and I just love that I'm getting all the freedom I need and I want. Um, and I love that I, I'm the first head of content here. So I get to uh, automate all of these things. And I'm, I'm being like the pioneer, uh, building this whole structure from square one. Um, but I'm also interested in like growth marketing. Um, and it's not, you know, it's not entirely um, 
content-based. So I'm looking to like um, grow my expertise in that too. But it is interesting. You know, it's, it's a lot about hacking and it's a lot about experiments, A-B testing. And I find that really, really um, exciting. So I'm looking into that possibility. Um, not switching altogether right now because uh, I'm still loving it. But it looks like something I would consider, you know, like right now. Yeah, it looks exciting. So um, on your free time, mm-hmm. are you going to write a book? Yes, absolutely. Or listen to a book. <laughs> that sounds more realistic. Um, I think in 2020, I read 107 books in a year. So I had oh my this God. challenge. Yeah, it was like so cool. I felt so smart. I'm just kidding. Uh, but yeah, I read <laughs> I had this challenge to read 100 books and um, there is this big uh, book uh, store chain in Ukraine and they had this bingo for every season. So they, they had like different, um, you know, like tasks and you would have to find a book um, corresponding to it and read it and then write a review. And then in the end of the year, um, people that uh, read and wrote reviews for 100 books, they could, they would, they competed for a prize of, I think it was $200, and I won out of 40 <gasps> people. Yes, congratulations. So yes, I know. <laughs> and I got, and I got illustrated Harry Potter books, you know, like this new and exciting, and I loved them so much. Uh, but yeah, it was like in 2020, and then the pandemic, uh, I think I was just exhausted by the end of the year, so I decided I'm to sure take it slow. Yeah. So this year I've decided to read like 50 books um, just to be able to like, you know, like dive in and enjoy and not just, you know, you know, go over it, um, you know, like go through it. Um, so, yes, this year I'm taking it slow and I'm listening to some of the books. And um, a lot of the books I'm listening to right now are about homeschooling because I feel like I need the wisdom of like the people around me. And so I, I'm listening to Charlotte Mason and um uh I've <laughs> the funniest book I read this year was about um horizontal parenting um everybody should just check it out it's a book that is like it has like 50 pages and it's about things to do with your kid without getting up and it's like <laughs> it's like you know they have these ideas about like you can recreate a crime scene and so like you're lying on the floor and your kid is like <laughs> walking around you with chalk and he's like you know like tracing you um and they have a lot of great ideas all great <laughs> and it's like super small but it was just so fun and I feel like uh this year with all the things happening this would be like my <laughs> you know like coffee table book I would read it every day and <laughs> just do everything in it yeah Wow. hundred books. I couldn't even imagine. I don't even, uh, I couldn't even imagine. I can't even imagine 50 to be honest. Wow. Oh, no. Yeah. No, I don't even have that. Oh, <laughs> I don't even know if I have the mental capacity to do that. So good for you. Oh, you do. You do. I don't know. Yeah. That's a lot. 50 books is a lot. Wow. So, yeah. well, that's exciting. So, well, um, I know it's late there. I feel bad. I'm like, oh my God, it's like so late there. (laughs) I'm an owl. I'm like, yeah, I would, it would be another three hours before I go to bed. So, oh um, my goodness. (laughs) Oh my goodness. Well, I totally appreciate you coming on and telling your story and your journey. You are so fun. Thank Um, you. (laughs) Yeah, I love it. You're so 
Thank fun. You're just setting um, the tone, you know? It's like, I'm just trying to keep up, you know? It's because you're fun. So, it's, 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 you know, well, maybe I'm, I don't. yeah. <laughs> Well, I think that's awesome. Everything you're doing is great. I love that uh, you're a voice for, for working moms. Boy, we, we need more of you. Mm-hmm. So um, yeah. enjoy that little guy. I'm going to tell you what, it's going to go by so fast. Yeah. <laughs> so fast. It already um, is. I yeah. think, right? It goes by so, it's like, what happened? What <laughs> Who's this kid? It's not mine. Yeah. Mine is small. Yeah, I know. Right. Yes. So um, I have a soon to be 16 year old. So and and yeah, and I'm just like, wow, she's going to be off to college in two years. And um, so, yeah, I'll be I won't be an empty nester because I have a I have a boy, too. Um, he's 10 and uh, mm-hmm. he'll be your He'll be around for a while, so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we just keep joking that um, it's like at 18, I think, um, all the Israelis have to go to the army. So whenever uh, Jeremy, you know, like he hits this, um, I don't know, how do you call that? Like a growth, um, like a new new age or whatever, new period in his life where he's getting like super crazy and super um, irritated or something. And he's feeling like, you know, like naughty all the time. I'm like, okay, so it's like almost 14 uh, years, just 14 years and he's going to the army. <laughs> we just have the tone down in like 14 years, just, you know, persevere and he's going to be out. <laughs> so does yeah, everybody just, go to the army at 18? Yeah. And girls, boys, everybody. Um, yeah, How but long it's like is that? it's like almost three years for boys and uh, two years for girls. But it's 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 an awesome experience for them. They get education there, and um, they can choose uh, the direction. And um, we have a, a couple of our friends that are joining um, like an intelligence um, department, or you know, I'm not sure how that that is called in the army, but uh, the intelligence. Mm-hmm. And so once they uh, finish and they, you know, like they're done with the army, they'll already have um, like a job, you know, because they've mm-hmm. been working with IT for three years. So it's like a super fun experience and, um, and it's very helpful. So, um, yeah, so we, we have that countdown, but I also, I also cannot believe that he's growing up so fast. I already <laughs> missed, I already missed this little kiddo. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. well, enjoy it. So yeah, thank you. Thank well, you. thank you so much. You're lovely. And um, I'm going to ping you and keep in touch with you because I want to want to hear all the great things you're doing. So Thanks. <laughs> um, I appreciate you jumping on here. And um, if anybody um, is interested about learning more about content, um, building mm-hmm. it, how it works, that kind of thing, um, can they just reach out to you on LinkedIn? Sure. Absolutely. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. We Sometimes we have people who reach out, they want more information. And um, absolutely. so, all right. Yep. Fantastic. Well, <laughs> try to enjoy your evening. I'm assuming your little guy's in bed. No, no. <laughs> He's in the playground. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We have crazy parents. Uh, yeah. So wear him out. Wear yeah. him out. <laughs> wear him out <laughs> also live in israel you know it's like really hot so this is like yeah. the time of the day he can go outside and play in the playground um so 
this and is his time. It is much cooler. Yes. Yeah. So he's like really enjoying himself right now. And then he's get back home. He takes the shower and he goes to sleep and he sleeps like a baby. Yep, and so that's see? fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> so literally worth it. So yeah, that's what he's doing. No, that's great parenting right there. You wear them out. <laughs> all I do. Yeah. So, all right. Well, have a great rest of your evening and um, enjoy your little guy. And we will um, connect up and be safe. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Thanks for tuning in and don't forget to subscribe to our podcast and leave a review. We will see you next time and feel free to drop us a line at getwitit.org.